Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And my special guest today is Father Greg Cleveland from the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. And we're going to be talking about spiritual direction. But before we get started, I want to thank you, Father Greg, for coming in. And maybe you can talk a little bit about the Oblates and their charism. Sure, Jeff. Uh, the Oblates of the Virgin Mary were founded back in 1826 in northern Italy in the Torino area by uh, Father Bruno Lanteri, who is venerable. His cause is introduced for canonization. And he founded the Oblates to proclaim the mercy of God in uh, varied ways, but especially through the uh, preaching and the offering of the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius, uh, which, were, which are a great way to reform one's own life and actually in these days, I think, to reform the church. In fact, back in... <laughs> yeah, we need a little of that, don't we? Yes, back in uh, the 1980s, uh, Pope John Paul II gave a copy of the exercises to the uh, Jesuit General Kolvenbach, and he said these exercises reform the church once, and they can do it again. And he charged him with promoting the spiritual exercises. And so, so Father Lanteri was deeply moved by the experience of the spiritual exercises and the mercy of God in a time when the church had embraced uh, things like Jansenism, which was a, really a heresy that uh, said that people were not worthy to approach the sacraments. And so the sacraments were often withheld and only people who were considered uh, perfect were allowed to come. Uh, to uh, that, that's not so. a big crowd, is it? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> and made, it wouldn't be today the either. Priests, uh, work very easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so mm-hmm. that's the oblates. And one of your charisms. So you run a spiritual direction uh, office here called the Lanteri Center, correct? Uh, that's right. Named after uh, Bruno Lanteri and. Uh, a center for Ignatian spirituality, and there we offer spiritual direction to people throughout the Archdiocese of Denver and beyond uh, as well. Some people come even from Wyoming or New Mexico occasionally oh, wow. okay. uh, for, for direction. Uh, but uh, So we offer that uh, service uh, to people looking for that one-on-one spiritual guidance, uh, helping people to uh, develop their relationship with the Lord. Uh, then we also train people to become spiritual directors. Because there is a great lack of opportunities right. for there's, spiritual There's such a tremendous yeah. need, and, and uh, we have a, a rigorous and intensive uh, program to uh, really uh, qualify people uh, to be spiritual directors. Uh, and it's a, a three-year program to learn how to become uh, a prayer partner or spiritual guide. Uh, and then there's another two-year program to train people to offer the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And then finally, we bring uh, the experience of Ignatian spirituality to the parish level through uh, retreats and uh, parish missions. Okay. So we've been doing those uh, throughout the archdiocese and, again, beyond uh, the archdiocese as well. Now, I know the Oblates are throughout the United States in several different areas. Is this the only place that has a Lanteri Center? Uh, it is. It is our only uh, place that's solely dedicated to spiritual direction okay. and uh, formation in the ministry of spiritual direction. We do have retreat houses and parishes okay. uh, throughout the country as well. Okay. Well, I think we need to really get into, because a lot of people really have a misunderstanding of what spiritual direction is mm-hmm. or isn't. 
So maybe you can talk a little bit about what is spiritual direction. Okay. Sure. Well, that would be the help that one Christian gives to another in uh, becoming more aware of one's relationship with the Lord, paying attention uh, to God's personal communication to that person uh, so that uh, they can grow in intimacy with the Lord, uh, that they can listen and respond to God's call, and then to live out the consequences of that relationship with the Lord. So, so it involves a lot of listening on the part of the spiritual director and uh, listening uh, with compassion, making sure the person uh, knows that he or she is heard, and then kind of drawing out more of that person's experience of God, and then trying to make sense of that relationship with the Lord. Okay. What isn't spiritual direction, right? Some people may come just because they want to chat, right? And sure. They, uh, they yeah. want to talk about their life and all the things, and I know it all can have an impact, but what is some people's misconception about spiritual direction? What isn't it? Sure. Yeah, some people will come to the spiritual director and expect all the answers uh, to their lives, uh, uh, kind of like the guru uh, who, who knows everything, and they would sit at his feet and he would feed them, you know, all sorts of wisdom. If only it were that easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, sometimes, you know, a spiritual director could be tempted to fall into that role of more of an instructor or teacher. Uh, but no, we're more listeners. We're more drawing out, realizing that spiritual direction exists within that person, that the Holy Spirit is the true director and is leading that person. And, and then we're helping that person to notice uh, the, the action of the Holy Spirit in their lives so that they can pay attention and, and live according uh, to the Spirit. Right. So, and that makes sense why it takes so long to train people to make sure, because a lot of times, especially mm. if you're talking about guys, we like to just solve problems mm -hmm. and give answers. And uh, if we give an answer and tell somebody what to do, there's no buy-in, right? Sure. Because then right. if it doesn't work, they blame you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't want that Yeah, so there. No, 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 no. I <laughs> yeah. can get in trouble by accident. I don't want to do it on purpose. Yeah, it's uh, also not pastoral counseling, and a lot of people right. come uh, looking for pastoral counseling, you know, how to solve problems in my life. Uh, and uh, sometimes, you know, there may be a little of that in spiritual direction, but it's not primarily uh, counseling because your relationship with God is not a problem to be solved, but it's a reality to be discovered and, and lived and celebrated. Right, and to grow in, right? To, yes. Hopefully, if you're in spiritual direction, you start at a point and you're progressing, not mm -hmm. not stuck in the mud, kind of, so to speak. So does everyone need spiritual direction? Well, Pope Benedict made a statement back in 2012. He said, every Christian who is serious about living out their baptismal call mm -hmm. uh, should have a spiritual director. So hopefully that's a lot of people, you know, who, right. uh, who want to take their uh, Christian life seriously. And uh, But there are those people who are, you know, just not really that interested in growing in their personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, I wish it were otherwise, but for someone who is really uh, a, the seeker of the Lord, and, you know, Jesus says, ask and you will receive, and seek and you will find, knock and it will be open. So right. somebody who really desires to love the Lord with their whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, uh, that, that that's the person who would 
uh, pursue spiritual direction. And it also requires a commitment on the part of that seeker uh, that they have to be willing to devote, you know, at least a half hour a day to praying with the scriptures uh, okay. and doing some other prayer exercises uh, to, to live that relationship with the Lord on a daily basis. Well, and, you know, you said for people who want to grow in their faith, you know, I've always been told in anything, even if you're in a business or whatever, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? If you're sure. not moving forward mm-hmm. and you think you can just be satisfied where you are, you're actually falling behind. Yeah. You're not making any progress or you're not even staying at still. You're getting worse. Yeah. So, And we know from our experience of life that, you know, we can't do it alone, that we need the help of other people who are walking the journey and who can be uh, wise counselors to us and, and uh, that we're meant to help one another. And the, and the Lord has so established his church as a communion of persons that are uh, helping each other on the way of salvation. Right. And I would imagine as you meet with your spiritual director, and is that usually monthly? What would be an interval that would make sense to meet with a spiritual yeah, ordinarily director? Ordinarily, it would be a once-a-month once a uh, experience, yeah. Sometimes initially, when you're just getting to know someone in spiritual direction, you might uh, meet more frequently, and as you're maybe coaching that person along in right. prayer, they need a little bit uh, more frequent visits. And you could see, just by the way you've been explaining it, that silence would be helpful because you get to know the person if you're listening to a person. If you spend all your time talking, trying to answer what they're talking about, it's hard to get to know them. And over time, you get a better feel, strengths, weaknesses, areas that could uh, lead to growth and that type of thing, I would think. Exactly. Um, So what is the proper realm of spiritual direction versus confession? Okay. Yeah, another thing, people might mistake spiritual direction for uh, confession, which is more about the moral life, and people come to the confessional, you know, and they want to confess their sins, and they want to receive absolution, and that's a really important aspect of our Christian lives. Um, And sometimes in uh, the confessional, you know, a person will have questions, though, about their faith journey. And if the priest has time, if there isn't a long line outside the confessional, <laughs> and hopefully could, there is a long yeah, line, that he could uh, offer, you know, for a few minutes, maybe some wise spiritual advice. But it really doesn't allow the time to to let one's spiritual life unfold right. in the presence of a director. So, so really, it's best to to make an appointment, you know, for a full hour of of spiritual direction. We could really get to know a person. And then sometimes in spiritual direction, if you're going to a priest, at the end of that spiritual direction session, a person might want to make uh, a confession. Uh, though I, I usually don't try to mix up the role of confessor and spiritual director, but on occasion, you know, you're there, it's convenient. The person would like to go to confession, so you hear their confession. Right. And I would imagine people feel comfortable at least going to do their spiritual director if they're a priest for confession because there's already a relationship there. That's right. Yeah. So there They've be, already been could, talking about yeah. areas where they're struggling maybe, uh, so it's easy to just bring that to confession. Right. Mm-hmm. So we see the difference between spiritual direction and confession and what is spiritual direction and what isn't. Um, if somebody wanted to be a spiritual director, what kind of qualifi- qualifications would they need in order to come to you and say, 
hey, Father, is it somebody who's been in spiritual direction? What, what would you be looking for if somebody wanted to actually be a spiritual director? Yeah, usually it's uh, a little bit older person who's closer to middle age, you know, over 40. So they've had a lot of life experience. They've been walking that journey with the Lord, and they've uh, come to some wisdom about uh, the spiritual life. I'm still waiting yeah. for that wisdom. My, my <laughs> right. wife yeah, is too, all, unfortunately. We're all on the journey, definitely. <laughs> and uh, and then a person of who uh, themselves are dedicated to prayer and have made some progress uh, through the stages of uh, the spiritual life. And then uh, one of the requirements uh, for the Lanteri Center is that someone make the full spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. You could do that in a closed retreat house setting, or you could make it in daily life, uh, uh, something that's called the uh, 19th annotation of the spiritual exercises. Okay. And in that paragraph, Ignatius offers a way of adapting the exercises to people in their daily life. So. So that usually takes about eight months, and it's an intensive uh, commitment to, to daily prayer and the structure and dynamics of the exercises. But it's the best possible uh, deepening of one's relationship with the Lord so that a person is prepared to enter into our program and, and get the most out of that uh, spiritual formation. Okay. So while well, you're listening to Respect Life Radio, before I forget, uh, and we're talking to Father Greg Cleveland of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. We're talking about spiritual direction. Um, before we get, I ask any more questions, if somebody wanted to find out about the Lanteri Center, where would they go online to find that out, or how would they best contact you? Sure, yeah, we're at uh, lanterycenter.org, um, and uh, we're also in connection with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary website for the United States, but uh, we're very easy to find. So just, either way. Just Google Lanteri Center Denver, and okay. uh, it'll pop up, and, and then there's contact information there. Either you can leave a, a message on the website, or you can call our number, and uh, we'll set you up with a first interview with someone and talk about uh, what you're looking for in spiritual direction. Make sure that you understand what spiritual direction is all about. And then uh, have you pray about that, and if you feel so moved and uh, want to choose uh, from our many uh, spiritual directors, both our staff and people that have graduated from our training program, then we would match you up uh, with somebody that would be a good fit for you. Okay. Um, so are all priests good spiritual directors? Well, not all priests even know how to give spiritual direction or even offer it themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, probably most of those priests are, would not make good Okay, because <laughs> well, I would think yeah. a lot of people listening may just say, you know, I'm just going to go to my parish priest right. and see yeah. if, he do, if he can do it. And so I, I yeah. like to educate and, uh, everyone. Unfortunately, they many of them just don't have time with their many uh, pastoral responsibilities uh, to be taking hours out of their day uh, to meet with people one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, but some priests will offer uh, some spiritual direction, and especially if they're trained. And uh, one of the things that we do at, from the Lanteri Center is I teach a class uh, at St. John Vianney Seminary to the deacons there, the transitional oh, okay. oh, deacons good. who are good. on their way to ordination, and they get uh, a course in how to be a spiritual director. So over Oh, say seven years, there's been a lot of uh, newly ordained priests who are qualified 
his spiritual director. And that's relatively so. new, right? I would imagine that wasn't in the seminary 10, 20 years ago. Right. Yes, it is. And uh, so, so, and I think the bishop here is really uh, concerned about the spiritual welfare of his flock and really wants that ministry to be offered to more people. Well, and you said anybody who's looking to grow in their faith should look into it. Mm-hmm. And so if it would be discouraging if you're growing, looking into your faith and there's no options to have that. So I think you guys are providing a great service to the community and to the, uh, especially the Catholic community for those in need. If somebody's not Catholic, could they get involved? Could they be a participant in spiritual direction? Yeah, the requirement for our center is that you be a Christian. Okay. So, uh, so other denominations will come, and it, it is something that's becoming more popular uh, among other Christian denominations, and they are training many of their own people, but but many come to the Lanteri Center because <clears throat> they desire that uh, Ignatian spirituality, which is so good for people who are uh, busy and active and, and uh, looking to discern God's presence and his will in their daily lives. Well, that's great. I mean, I think it's important um, that, we bet- that we understand what spiritual direction is, who can do it, wh- who do we look for, and that if people aren't Catholic, it's not you know a requirement that you have to be, but Christian, obviously, because if you're talking about Jesus Christ and you don't know who Jesus Christ is, that really defeats the whole purpose. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, the pressures priests may feel with people coming to them. Do you ever get priests who didn't come out of seminary say, hey, can you help me so that I can do this? I mean, is that pretty uncommon? Or do you uh, get Not that? too often, but occasionally some will come uh, for our training program. Okay. We, we have a summer residential program where people come from around the country, and there we tend to get more priests uh, who are interested in the training. So if somebody were interested in applying to be an oblate, would that be part of their formation process? Yes, it is. Yes, out in Boston we have a <clears throat> the same three-year uh, program, and it, it's an intensive uh, training program, and all our uh, candidates for the priesthood undergo that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know you have, is it six priests? How many priests do you have here in Denver? It's quite uh, a few. I know you got two houses. Yes, we have six in our downtown uh, house, and we also staff Holy Ghost Parish uh, yeah. from, from our uh, residents. <clears throat> and then uh, we also uh, have a, a community in Golden, Colorado, and they serve over at the seminary. Okay. Both uh, priestly formation and diaconal. Formation. And do all those priests, in some form or fashion, do some spiritual direction here in town, or is it just through the Lanteri Center? Yes, uh, all of them are involved in some, to some degree, okay, in spiritual direction. Whereas we at the Lanteri Center are full time engaged in that, right. but others are you know, on a part time basis. Okay, and you're running the Lanteri Center, correct? Well, that's you're, right. you're 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 <laughs> in charge for better or worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hope we're not in trouble. So how many um, how many spiritual directors do you have at the Lanteri Center? Well, there are five of us on the staff. We have okay. two priests and uh, three wonderful lay women uh, who are excellent directors, and they're also teachers in our uh, program, our training programs as well. And then we have many people who've graduated uh, from the Lanteri Center uh, who are also available for direction. So if somebody calls, it's not a problem getting a spiritual director. It's not like, hey, we're kind of full. You're going to have right. to go on a waiting list yeah. or anything like that. There have there? been times in the past when we uh, didn't have as many 
people available, but because we've trained more people and we have uh, a little bit bigger staff now that uh, we are certainly available. And if somebody is a spiritual director, how many people should they be directing at a particular time? I mean, I'm sure you probably keep it at a manageable level, yeah, but what would that, that be? That just varies so much by each to How much time they have, yeah, maybe? Well, you know, sometimes they have other jobs and they can only do, you know, three or four people. Other people, they might be retired or they might be in a situation where they can direct maybe uh, 12 or 15 people. So, okay. And then a peop- on our staff, you know, we have many, many people that we each direct. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is capacity for mm-hmm. anyone for anyone listening who wants to grow in their faith and you don't have a spiritual director, uh, you need to look into it. Uh, look into the Lanteri Center, look them up online. Um, but there are other people that outside the Lanteri Center, if somebody wanted to do a spiritual director, you could ask the pastor, maybe they'd have a recommendation for you even if they didn't do it, correct? That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes the people we've trained – from the Lanteri Center may be uh, offering spiritual direction at a parish as well. They might have uh, be able to use some of their office space and meeting rooms there to offer direction. So you say you have a lot of laity that are that are participating. Um, why is there an increase in popularity among the laity for spiritual direction? Well, increasingly, lay people are discovering their call to holiness. Mm-hmm and uh, discovering a deeper desire for for prayer and union with the Lord, and also uh, their own need to become wise discerners in their spiritual lives. And, you know, we have many decisions to make that uh, for the kingdom of God and for the glory, greater glory of God. So lay people are becoming more interested. And I think word is also getting out more, you know, through retreats and through uh, encounters with the Lord that they have at uh, seminars and conferences, and and it just uh, spurs a desire, you know, for more. Right. Uh, and so, in the past, it may have been, oh, that's just for clergy to have a spiritual director or correct. something along those lines. Yes. Do you have you seen any kind of bump in interest or a decline? With all the scandal that's happened, just you know, with really within the last six months, I know we've had it in the past, but it seems to have come more to a head with the McCarrick situation, the Pennsylvania situation. Are people seeing or looking at themselves and saying, I need to grow in my faith for that? Or are they saying, you know what, I'm done with the faith? Are you seeing any movement either yeah. way? You know, I hope, I hope that they're realizing it's a call to their own deep and personal relationship with the Lord because, you know, the whole reason we're in the church is, is for a relationship with Jesus Christ and it doesn't depend on our pastor. Certainly pastors are an important part of that, you know, bringing uh, the sacraments, and, but it doesn't depend on the holiness of the priest. And, and most people have, by and large, a good experience of yeah. their, their uh, clergy in their parishes. But, but people who already come for spiritual direction are very distressed about the situation and, and looking uh, to come to some greater understanding or uh, how can I contribute, how can I stand up and fight for what's right in the church. And, and so they need encouragement in these days. And uh, But I wouldn't say that that in itself is sort of a reason to come for spiritual direction, right. just to sort of vent about you know your anger about the church. But, 
but let's use it for some positive purpose and, and improve our spiritual lives. Yeah, because I would think, you know, you had mentioned in the beginning, you know, people who want to grow in their faith, and we talked about people who are happy just kind of where they are. I think when something like that happens, they need to kind of get off the fence, right? Either mm-hmm. I need to grow in my faith because, look, I need to understand it better, and it is a personal relationship with Christ. How do I develop that? Or, you know what, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would yeah. seem harmed. It would seem hard to imagine somebody just saying, I'm going to still stay in my little happy place. Right, yeah. And the people who have that strong relationship with the Lord, they're able to navigate better these turbulent times. And sadly, some of the people who haven't cultivated that relationship, they're more easily uh, given to maybe giving up on the church or or withdrawing. Uh, So... So hopefully, though, they would it would awaken something in them and a desire for for more. Right, it's kind of the sower and the seed, right? right? Sure. And depending yeah. on do you have roots mm. that you want to nourish and nurture so that they become deeper, or you just kind of throw the towel in and say move on, which is exactly the wrong thing to do. Uh, but you can see in our culture that if I'm not getting anything out of it and it's causing me problems, I'm just going to move on. Sure. And uh, that leads to to bad things every exactly. time. Um, is there a need? We have about a little over a minute left. Is there a need for more lay and female spiritual directors in particular? Well, we have a lot of uh, the people who come for training uh, are female. Okay. So I would say we'd like more lay men okay. uh, to be trained. But that being said, uh, it is wonderful to have uh, women as spiritual directors. They make wonderful spiritual directors because they seem to be very gifted in in compassion and listening there's something i would need yes. some, some training <laughs> and on. uh you know feelings about the lord and being able to express those things uh so so women are very good at uh being receptive and hospitable to people so and a lot of women seeking spiritual direction might want uh, another female spiritual director. Others may not. Others may yeah. want to because they might relate better or something yeah. along. Yeah, and those men lines. may want you know a layman or sure. somebody who shares their own experience. Sure. Well, you're listening to Respect Life Radio. We've been talking to Father Greg Cleveland about spiritual direction, and you know, just last couple seconds, we have about. 10, 20 seconds to go. Can you, again, give out the website? How can people get in touch with the Lanteri Center? Sure. Yeah, just Google Lanteri Center Denver, and uh, it's lantericenter.org. And our phone number is 303-298-1498. That's uh, 303-298-1498. 